0: welcome to the podcast series volunteering champs of broom we're taking some time to sit down for a chat with some of our champion volunteers we'll hear how volunteering has impacted on their lives and learn just how much they contribute to keeping our community happy our unsung heroes have plenty of knowledge to share so sit down tune in and be inspired by volunteering champs hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast volunteering champs of broom today we're in the steam company of Chris Channing, the president of the Broom Touch Association. Chris, welcome to the program. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me. And so you're the the, the president of the touch. Is that is that the main volunteering role you have at the touch? Anything else?
1: Yeah, president. I've been president uh, this year for eight years. Um, prior to that, I've been referee coordinator. I've been a referee. I still am a referee, um, and part of the committee as well.
0: How long have you been volunteering for? Do you think all up?
1: I've been in Broome now 23 years and I think I might have joined Broome Touch in the first or second year. So going on 20 years as a referee and part of the committee.
0: And so what roles, explain your roles of flesh of the might a little bit, we know the titles, but what, what do you actually do there at, at, at the Touch to keep it running?
1: Uh, so as president there's not a great deal I have to do because we've got a really good
0: committee, a group of volunteers that help
1: do what what we do, um, run the, run the association. Um, they, we make calls on all sorts of things. Um, we were just speaking before about the uh, seasons and the difficulties we've had. So as a committee, we're, we're always talking, always uh, making decisions on, on the direction of the association and just the day-to-day runnings of it. Um, the referee coordinator every week has to uh, schedule the referees when people can't show up, we've got to find backup referees. Things like that. It's it's a big job. The referee coordinator It's probably bigger than being the president. Um, and then we've also got the treasury role. Um, our current treasurer uh, Kaylee is really great. Um, really gets stuck into me for forgetting to give my her <laughs> receipts and dockets to her, um, which is which is always fun. Um, and then uh, Jamie is the vice president, uh, and the secretary is Ash currently. Um, but we're losing a couple of a couple of our our volunteers and a couple of our committee members, so we are looking for new committee members as well. But everyone puts in, um, and it's a it is a team effort to yeah, keep leading. the association running.
0: You're leading a good a good team, then. How, how many how many umpires would you be coordinating?
1: Uh, so the referee coordinator has about uh, twenty referees that they have to coordinate. We only need uh, ten or twelve on a night. Because we have a couple of full time referees who volunteer their time. Um, so we only need about 10 or 12 at a time, but generally it's um, a bit of a struggle to get people um, to referee and volunteer for their time for that as well. It is, uh, you can't play the games without them, can you? It's, how many, no, not at all.
0: How many hours would you reckon you'd be putting in a week volunteering?
1: Um, I would probably say four or five a week, but that's sort of averaged out over a year. Sometimes we might spend a couple of days. Um, hashing out things in meetings as a committee um, and then other weeks we might not do any work at all um, things will just be running as as they should and we don't have to do anything but I would say yeah four or five hours yeah
0: and the, the touch that's one thing isn't it it's, there's no real off season for touch is it you sort of go no we we run
1: back-to-back seasons every year there's about a four or five week break in the middle of the year and probably about an eight to ten week break over the Christmas period where we um, we don't have to do anything, but yeah, we operate two 16-week seasons a year, so 32
0: weeks out of 52. Now you mentioned that you've been there almost sort of from the start of Touch Hut. It's such a well well-oiled machine, I think. What's well known in, in in Broome in particular for being a you know a really well-run association. Um, what, why is that? Do you think? Um, probably because of the previous
1: committees. Um, everyone who's been a committee member um, since the beginning in 1990 we just celebrated 30 years recently Uh, the the committees from from Whitey, Ronnie and Jules back in the beginning to uh, where we are now they've always been really good solid committee members good volunteers um, for the association and the the love of the sport as well helps they were all old rugby league heads um, into touch footy and it's, the, it's natural progression from those those guys back in the day to now that's built from Touch into what it is so they've put in those structures and yeah a lot of good procedures and policies um, as a committee and association um, to to today it's very solid
0: yeah and, and look you've perhaps being a little bit humble there you're (laughs) obviously leading a very very good team and you know it needs to be someone at the top you're obviously doing a good job as well what drives you to to volunteer here in Broome? Um, Mostly it's just the love of the sport Uh, touch football
1: I grew up with rugby league touch football's the best we got in Broome up until when the Jets started obviously Um, so touch touch touches where it where it all sort of is for me I am as i said i'm a referee as well so putting back into refereeing um going away to referee and upskill that side um and just the game just enjoy love playing touch footy on a thursday night it's sort of i don't know it's just part of life now
0: and you've got um you do have you know a lot of really good social teams there you've got a feel a good environment to play the game do you think that creation of that environment helps bringing new people in and you spoke about you know needing new new committee members and things like that, but you always seem to be able to fill those reasonably easily with people. Do you think the culture you've created assists with getting new people on board?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The, um, the social aspect of the game has sort of always been there, for as long as I've been there anyway. Um, the they go down to the fields, um, play your games, and afterwards uh, have a refreshment with your team members has sort of always been a big draw card socially for for people in Broome I guess um, and we certainly carry that on as well um, you'll always have teams sitting back and watching the game after or get there early to watch the game prior and uh, see how all the other teams are going so yeah it's, it's definitely a, a social thing we have a pretty big crowd there even people off the side of the fields um, when they're not playing it's great
0: and so your advice to other organisations out there will be community groups or sporting groups you know trying to bring volunteers, you know, sort of looking at a club like yours as, as a as role models um, What advice would you have to those organizations in terms of bringing in volunteers and creating the atmosphere? Oh, I wish I had all the answers because then I'd have more volunteers
1: <laughs> um,
0: it Getting
1: volunteers is the hardest thing as everybody knows who's part of these organizations or associations and it's hard hard to keep them um, it would seem that um, getting members is much easier um, yep. Members in the association um, is, is huge and, and the more members you can get the more chance you've got of getting better, better volunteers or more volunteers. So um, one of the things um, Whitey once told me when he stopped being president was getting in the new blood, um, getting the younger people in to take over the committee members um, roles just to keep things fresh um, because us old people we we sort of tend to do the same thing over and over again so so sort of updating your committees has been a really big sort of
0: plus for us um, to, to keep us fresh. Yeah. And anyone out there wanting to get into volunteering, because you're right, it is hard to get those volunteers. I think there's a lot of people out there, you know, someone like yourself who's been involved for so long, perhaps a little bit intimidating trying to step in. But what's your advice for people looking to, to get involved in volunteering? Um, really just sort of get out there and do it. Um, it is
1: such a rewarding experience uh, after a season's finished for me particularly and I know the other committee members as well to um, sit back and, and have our wind up or our party at the end of season and get involved in that and then uh, just having a successful season um, for touch anyway um, is such a reward in itself that you forget about all the times that you did spend extra hours down the fields or having to Line mark the fields on a day that the normal guy isn't there, or or whatever it may be, all that sort of sort of gets pushed to the back of your mind, and you forget about those sorts of things because at the end of the season, yeah,
0: that's very rewarding. Now, look, with your, uh, I said umpiring before, it's refereeing. Depends which sport you always switch between, but um. You mentioned the refereeing there earlier and, and that's provided a couple of opportunities for yourself as well, hasn't it, in terms of travelling?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We have touch football tournaments regionally in the northwest, and also at a state level in Perth. And both me and my wife, we've been away uh, for the last few years upgrading our level. Uh, so we're now level four out of six. Um, we've been doing the tournaments up here in the northwest, and we've also been to some state level tournaments where we've been referees and the competition is is a lot faster and harder than it is up here not to say the broom's not great but uh certainly at the state level it's yeah
0: intense it's pretty pretty quick isn't it the um any differences between sort of coordinating a group of referees versus coordinating your committee um the no not really it's it's actually
1: very similar i've uh, been the referee coordinator um also at the state tournaments they've put me in as a a group leader of, we split up into groups of 10 or so, and they've made me a group leader as well. It's it's much the same as um, as being president or being in committee. It's just, uh, yeah, talking to each other, making sure everybody's on the same page um, and everyone knows what they're doing.
0: And does that flow in probably to my next question, which was as much as four and five hours a week over a course of a year, volunteering is very admirable. There are a few people we've chatted to you know in positions of president and things like that that are putting in a whole lot more hours because maybe they don't have as many people on the ground doing the work as, as what you do what what's your advice for people out there that are in those president's roles um you've obviously got a great committee yep. What is, what's your advice to to being that leader of a group what do you need to be doing
1: um probably have a job regular day job where you can do a little bit of <laughs> volunteering <laughs> on the side when you can um that's certainly helped me a lot um I've always I've got a five minutes spare at work where I can just sort of do a bit of committee stuff and then get back to my job as well. So that's that's certainly been a big help is having good um, good
0: backing from my actual employer to be able to do a few things on the side. It's actually a really good point and something we haven't talked too much on to in in this podcast series so far is that the you know your employers out there in Broom and obviously volunteering contributes so much to our community, uh, but there are a lot of businesses out there that assist with that in you know not just providing sponsorship but also the time of their employees and I know there's a lot of talk about you know our governments look at that and and trying to keep our volunteers healthy and you know involved and making sure we do have the volunteers yep Um, yeah I think I think we do well in Broomwood
1: yeah I know uh, all my committee members current ones uh, I can text them during the day or call them during the day and and get some assistance out uh, as I need it even though they're at work Um, it's always helpful that everyone's sort of available when yeah. we need it.
0: And do you find as well with the, you know, you've you've got faith in those, you've sort of mentioned how good your, your committee is, you know, if you've got faith in those people to do the job you ask them, you're not sort of falling up behind them trying to do it at the yeah. same time. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's absolute faith
1: in all the committee members. Um, if there's something that needs done, I know that they'll help out and, and do what they need to do. If it's straight away or within a couple of hours, it's, yeah, it's always done.
0: Fair few years in the, in volunteering for you, Chris Janine, what's um what's some of the key things that you've learned from volunteering? Um, certainly as a president with um, other
1: committee members and other volunteers, uh, it's not like work. You can't you're not paying these people lots of money, so you can't go up to them and and uh, and ask what you want when you want and how you want it done. Um, there's there's a lot of um, back and forth, give, give and take um, with volunteers. So, uh, patience is probably one of the biggest things in, in appreciating the help that other volunteers are doing. Um, even though, as a president, you've, you've got a lot more responsibility, certainly the, um, the appreciation to everybody else in what they're doing. Because everybody's got their own lives, everybody got the, has their own jobs,
0: so you've got to appreciate what you get when you get it from volunteers. Absolutely. And what are some of the things that the TOUCH do to acknowledge their volunteers? You know, you guys are pretty good at it. Um,
1: we we certainly have um, some things in place at our NDE functions, which is probably just a personal benefit for me, what I like, I guess, um, is that we, uh, we have our functions for free for the committee and the volunteers so um at the end of a hard season you get to go and have a beer on the association or two beers depending how much you like beer i guess um on the association um for me that helps that helps me at the end of a tough season we also for our committee members um they they don't pay for the fees and things like that so they they get to be a committee member and play for free
0: on the association as well look it's interesting you mentioned that the uh year end of year functions or the end of season functions—they're uh, all they're a bit of an introducing here in Broome these days with uh, <laughs> the fancy dress theme. Is you're uh, you're not shy to dress up yourself. Absolutely,
1: any. where our end of year functions generally we do it upstairs at Mangrove. Um, it's always got a dress up theme. That's what we like to do. Um, has had for as long as I've been part of the association. Um, it just I don't know, helps with the fun. Everyone gets involved.
0: Um, it's a good way to let your hair down. Look, I think there's plenty of people who have let their hair down at a, a Broom Touch function and, and look, hopefully with people like yourself involved, there'll be plenty more to come. Chris, thanks so much for uh, joining us today on the podcast and, and good luck, luck with the rest of the season. Thank you very much. This podcast is a collaboration between Broom Circle, Shire of Broom and Galari Media. We're better together.